0: Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everybody. How we doing? Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Hey, nor can we welcome those on the plaza online. How about the man at Lansing Correctional Facility? Hey, super cool story. Uh, one of our team, I think he was driving Uber uh, this week, and met a guy that just got out of Lansing Correctional, uh, and he's gone through just obviously a difficult season as re-entering life on the outside. Um, and just before he was released, uh, he lost like the father figure in his life passed away. And uh, but he'd been watching Hillsong Church online, and it's I think it's coming tonight. Uh, Was we have a revival night. So pretty special. And uh, I I love those stories. Hey, I've been gone uh, for a month from preaching. And some of you that only come once a month, you're like, you were gone? Yeah, yeah, I was gone. Uh, I love you. Um, In first time in 11 years of building church that I I went more than two weeks without preaching here. Um, It's been 11 years. It feels like sometimes 11 months and 1,100 years. Um, and it's just a great time of rejuvenation and time with my family. Uh, just, I, I, feel, I feel so great. I, I don't think I ever had swagger, but I got it back. Uh, so I'm so pumped for the future of what God has for us. And it's gonna be phenomenal. He's got the great things in store, amen? Amen. Let's pray and then we're gonna jump into the word. Lord, we love you so very much. Who are we apart from Jesus? So we just take a moment and put our attention not on anything circumstantial, but on the steady, ever faithful grace of God that is more than enough for every single one of us. Lord, I thank you. You meet us in our place of need. You grow us and mature us in our faith. Let us hear from heaven, respond in faith, and let us never be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, can I get a big amen? Amen. Plaza North, you can grab your seats. Thank you, worship team. Yeah, a month away, and I just want to say, if I haven't told you lately, that I love you and I missed you. And it is good to be back. I promise I'm not gonna to try to get a month's worth of sermons. It was awkward though, just like Sunday mornings, not preaching, like just being in church. Um, I found myself like just like carrying the baby's bottle around like a microphone. Uh, when I brush the kid's hair, I would use it like a microphone. I just, I just missed the the opportunity. Honestly, because this is what I feel like God has created me to do is to proclaim Jesus, and uh, what an honor it is. And I don't know what He has destined for you. I just know that it's probably bigger and better and greater than you could ever hope, dream, or imagine. And I highly encourage you. Today's message, I might get in your business just a little bit, but it's only because there is breakthrough on the other side for you. Amen. You know, in my time away, it was our anniversary. uh, And so Liz and I got away for three days, no kids. How many know life was good? And I mean, I've never fallen out of love with Liz, but it's just sometimes in times when it's just her and I, I just remember what an incredible gift of God, What what a favored man I am, how much I love her. And this is like saturation in my heart of love. And love is so powerful. It's so powerful, uh, but it's actually unseen. I know we show love to people, but that the feeling of love is unseen, but it's but it's powerful. And, and there's a, a spiritual truth in that that all of us have benefited from. We know that, that there's power in unseen. Thanks. We know that, that faith is an unseen thing, but it's powerful. Uh, we can move mountains with faith, even though you can't see it, you believe it. We know that the grace of God is unseen, but it's powerful. We, we believe that we're held in relationship with God by his, his grace. We know that prayer is powerful. Uh, I think if we knew how powerful it was, we would pray a whole lot more. That when we call on the name of God, when we bring our requests to him, God is faithful. We cannot see it. But it affects things. It is supernatural and yet it affects the natural. Unseen forces can be powerful for both ways. They can heal and help. They can also hurt and hinder. And, and when 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 uh, love is was realized in your life, man, you feel amazing. But then you remember what it's like when you got dumped by little Debbie in the cafeteria in seventh grade. Love, even though you can see it, could also be it could be painful. It's unseen, but it's powerful. In the next few weeks, I want to cover some things that might be holding you back. Unseen things that have the potential when we get them in right order and alignment with the plan. Of God can actually promote us. They can actually move us forward. And if it's out of alignment, it's actually hurting us, maybe more than we know. I wanna speak today from the title of Blind Barriers and Unseen Potential. That there are some things that are barriers to your life that you might be blinded to. And yet, on the other foot, there's some unseen things, principles, that can produce unbelievable power and potential in your life when we get in right alignment. Actually, this message was put on my heart. Um, Last Sunday night, we had Pastor Gary Clark from Hillsong, London, and he was talking about being a servant, that in every person that we come in contact with, whether we know them or don't know them, whether we like them or dislike them, that when we serve them, it's if as if we're serving Jesus. That's what Jesus says. When you serve the least of these, you're serving me. That means that we need to have a different perspective in every single person we come in contact with. And I think there's some things that we don't see when it comes to people, when it comes to culture, that we are maybe getting tripped up or maybe facing resistance. We're having some some barriers that we might be blind to that God wants to open your eyes to. They say it's not the hardest punch that knocks you out. It's the one that you don't see coming. So the thing that you might not know about or be aware about it, but God wants to reveal to you so that you don't get knocked out or knocked back from the purpose that he has for you. Romans chapter 12, verse 10, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves. And that's what I want to talk about today that can be a barrier you might be blinded to and yet has unseen potential in your life is the power of healthy honor that we don't look to tear people down. We don't look to be divisive, but we're united with love towards people, and we're going to believe the best, speak the best, and ex- and be the best example to the world around us. My prayer is that God would help us as a church get honor right. You know, the last few weeks before you come back into the school year, um, it's normally the, the the solid church family. I know we might have some guests in the house or watching Online, but normally it's like the solid, super faithful church family. And maybe I haven't been back in a while, just pretend like that's you. Um, And so I wanted to actually bring some things that have been on my heart to. Course correct. maybe some culture that I don't see maybe as prevalent in our church. I just see it in the world around us. And maybe I see it in the church at large in America, that if we can get past some of these barriers that we might be blinded to, we can unlock some of this unseen potential that brings more of heaven to earth and more breakthrough in our lives as well. My prayer is that uh, as a pastor, that we would get honor right, healthy honor right so we can experience his best in our lives. So we could unlock that unseen power and potential To move us forward, because it might just be that punch you don't see coming. That thing that you're maybe not aware of, that blind spot in your life that might be hurting you more than you know. There is great power in right honor. We see that in an amazing story in Jesus' encounter in Matthew chapter 8. It says this when Jesus had entered uh, Capernaum, uh, a centurion, now a centurion would be a leader uh, of at least like a hundred, if not more, uh, soldiers underneath him. This is a man in high ranking and authority. And he comes to Jesus asking for help. Verse 6, he says, Lord, which right there would be counterculture to the world that they lived in. Because Jesus uh, w- w- was a Jew and he was under the oppression of the Roman rule. And yet this guy understands there's something more to Jesus. He comes to Jesus and he honors Jesus and says, and he actually puts Jesus above. Himself, like it says in Romans 12, says, Lord, my, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, Do you want me to come so that I could heal him? And the centurion replied, Lord, I don't even deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one to go, and he goes. And this one to come, and he better get over here right now. I say to my servant, do this, and it is done. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And then Jesus said to the centurion, Go ahead, let it be done to you as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Now, this is a combination of both faith and honor working together that it has unseen potential and power to get to work when you get things in right order. It opens doors of the divine in your life, and yet it can be a blind barrier to us. But I believe God's going to help us as a church family get this in right perspective. So it's not something that knocks us out. It's something that builds us up and moves us forward. I believe what might have been a blind barrier in your life when it comes to honor is actually going to turn into a place of divine blessing in your life. The centurion says, as a man of authority, I understand authority. And although this power from Jesus is invisible, we begin to activate it in our life when we live by faith and know how to honor. Because you can have all the faith in the world, but until you have a heart of honor and respect, you might be diminishing what Jesus wants to do in you, through you, in your life, in your home, and in your family. You know, years ago, uh, I lived in Brookside, and right around the corner from us, a 50-foot oak tree fell overnight. And I, I was talking to the owner of the house and it just missed his house. And I was like, man, what, what happened? He's like, honestly, it was just a windstorm. It's amazing to think that something that's so strong and stable as an oak tree could get blown over by something you cannot see. Uh, something that is unseen can have an impact. Many times honor is like the wind, it could be resistant against you or it can push you forward. Some of the unseen things in our lives can be so powerful. It can either slow you down and limit you, or it can empower you and propel you. Dishonor will be a limiting resistance in your life, maybe even uproot and derail your life over time and yet it also has unbelievable undeniable potential to promote you just like it can be harnessed wind can be harnessed for good like the turbine or or, or it can move a ship forward to its destination when you set your sails in the right place when it comes to honor it will no longer blow against you because the bible says he resists the proud but it will propel you forward into the place of kingdom promotion for your life The centurion received a great miracle in his household because as a man of authority, he submitted to his Lord. He honored Jesus. He respected what was in a right position, and it brought great power into his home. Do you know that God has placed you as a person of authority? As a believer, I'm not saying you rule over people. As a believer, you represent the family of God and the kingdom of God. You might be an American, and I'm grateful that just late last night, our women's volleyball team, Brazil, so we won the gold medal race against China. Sorry, China. Uh, I'm grateful for the nation, a lot of change God wants to do in this nation, but the change is going to happen through the kingdom, and you represent the kingdom, and you have authority on your life to make a difference in the world around you, not to rule over other people, but to influence all people towards a relationship with the God that loves them. But if there's been dishonor in your heart towards others, even people that have done dishonorable things, you can also be encouraged that what might be stopping you right now, God can change it in a moment. God can restore it and put it in right place. And what's been a blind barrier, you're going to start seeing and avoiding the places that have restricted your forward progress in your kingdom calling. Uh, Be encouraged by the story that Jesus tells of the prodigal son. This son in Luke 15 was so dishonorable to the father disrespectful through and through. And he just turned from his dishonorable ways to try to make amends with his father. And we see the, the, the father in the, in, 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 in the, like the the type and shadow of God come running down the hill to embrace him and puts a, a new robe on him, which means there's a new covering for you, puts new sandals on his feet, which means there's a new way to stand and a new direction to go. I think the most powerful thing that the father gives him in this story is he gives him a signet ring that represents the family's power and authority. In other words, he was brought back into his right place in the family as a representation of the family, not based upon his actions, but based upon the grace of his father for him. In the same way, we were all sons and daughters of our father, the king. And in God's house, as a family, there's a way that the family operates. It is called honor, respect, serving, generosity, uh, healthy, mutual submission to one another. Because the mission that God has us on and this great commission mandate that drives us as a church is too important to live our lives tearing other people down or causing division. God wants us uh, to get this right and unlock the unseen potential in our lives because we live in a world of dishonor it's so popular and honestly easy and cheap to tear people down just read the comments of anyone with any sort of influence in the world there are half the people there that are praising them and for some reason there's a half people on there that are trying to tear them down people that don't even know them And people that will maybe never even have contact or relationship with them. Everybody's got their say. And more often than not, they use it to to deteriorate status or try to tear people down. We have cancerous social media in our world. We have cancel culture. It's the way of the world right now. Good thing for us is that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And my call to us as a church and as the people of God living out the kingdom of God Is that we would not live and succumb to the cheap and the easy that we might do the sacrificial and the hard so that we can see the unseen potential and power of God's plan. When we get honor right and we start serving other people, we start realizing that every single person on the planet, Jesus died for them. That means they have unbelievable value. And even though we might not like what they do or who they are or what they say or what they've even said about us, we're not gonna go attack because tooth for tooth does not work. We're gonna go in love and respect and serve and watch and see God use that to bring more kingdom promotion than we ever thought was possible. Listen, I am a recovering cynic. I'm a recovering cynic. In my immaturity, inferiority, I, for for the longest time, if anyone I thought was perceived ahead of me, I would tell you two or three reasons why they weren't that great. I I would come up with a couple reasons to discredit what what maybe I thought was God was doing in their life. I, I, I was a Pharisee's Pharisee when it came to pointing out everyone else's problems. Thank God I've been growing up over the years. I'm not arrived totally, but I realized back then every time I would tear someone down, it's because I actually felt small on the inside. When I would wake up and when we will wake up to the authority that we do have on our life, that our promotion doesn't actually come from man. So we don't need to put people down to try to lift ourselves up. We will start walking in with the wind at our back, with the potential and the power of right honor will move us forward into beautiful places. You know, if I wasn't on top, I would tear everyone else down. You know, that actually happened to Jesus in Matthew 6 and we see it in, I'm sorry, Mark 6 and Matthew 13. It tells us this crazy story. This Jesus comes back to his hometown and they didn't honor him, they dishonored him. And it says there that Jesus could do no real miracles there. If you look at the language in the Greek, literally mean he was limited to do, the, the power of God could not flow in that kind of place. He was limited. I mean, this is Jesus. Jesus has all authority in heaven and earth. Jesus has all the power that ever. Through Jesus, the whole world was created. He's the word that was with God. And he was the word that spoke this world and universe into existence. Oh my gosh, Jesus has got all the power in the world. And yet it was limited because of a culture that dishonored. I wonder what might be limited or be a blind barrier in your life. Because you've lived according to the culture of the world. Sadly, even the culture of the church sometimes. And we've tried to discredit or uh, push people down instead of doing what we can to lift up people and to encourage those around us. Jesus could do no miracles there and I for one do not wanna have any of God's power limited in my life or in our church or in your life or in your family. If there's miracles that God wants to do, I wanna be in on all of them all the time. So I just might need some course correction in this place. There's some ways that blessings can get forfeited in our life when we don't trust people, love people and serve people the way that God wants us to. Who do we dishonor? We dishonor, I mean, public officials, political leaders, parents, family members, bosses, employees, the company you work for. Some people um, dishonor church leaders. <clears throat> Not at this church. Um, it, sometimes we dishonor peers that have big dreams because it makes us feel insecure. It makes us feel small. The Bible says in First Peter 2, submit yourself for the Lord's sake. In other words, it's for what God wants to do to every human authority. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. And in this Roman world they live in, honor the emperor. I want our church. I want your life to carry a fragrance, a spirit, an aroma of honor. Honor works always. It's not just authority. It's everyday people you come in contact with. If you're a leader in your workplace, it's the people that you servant lead that are below you on the ladder, but they're not below you in the kingdom. We, we honor works 360 in our lives because we don't want any more blind barriers from stopping blessing from flowing. So we can build a culture of honor, starting with us. Or we might miss out on the favor or the miraculous power of God that God wants to produce and flow in this house. I got a couple thoughts on how we should just establish ourselves as people of honor. I realize this. Listen, I'm preaching from a place of spiritual authority and leadership in this church, but I, I, I for one, am 0% preaching about how you need to honor me. I want you to start honoring the people that are next to you in the seats, the people that are around you in your workplace. The people that you do life with, even the strangers on the street, because it's easy to honor in a place of authority where God really wants us to honor everyone that is all around us. And I went to a Christian university uh, before I went to Bible school seminary. Um, and at that time in that season of my life, uh, I, a Christian University, I would just be honest with you, I wasn't the most Christ like guy. Um, can I tell the truth in church? Is that okay? I mean, it's two decades ago, it cut me some slack. Um, and we had an honor code. We had rules and regulations of how, how you were supposed to live and carry yourself on campus and off. And I don't think I obeyed anything in the honor code. I was living according to my own code. It was more of a dishonor code. Because what I saw back then was empty rules and regulations. Now I see differently as I mature. Those were actually there to bless me. Actually there to guardrail me. Actually there to protect me from activity that would be detrimental to my calling. And so when it comes to our church, I just want to establish what I'm going to call just an honor code for us. When it comes to authority, when it comes to others, when it comes to everyone, first one is this. We don't criticize. We pray believer. This is the most basic. We all know this, but we don't do this thing. I'm asking you of from now on. Before you would say anything critical, even if it's worth saying at all, you pray for that individual, whether you know them or you don't know them. But we live in a such a critical culture, unlike anything, because it might be true doesn't mean it's okay. It's true. It doesn't mean you don't have to pray. I wonder how many times you would not get in arguments or you would not try to belittle someone that when you tried to say something in the moment, you let the Holy Spirit reveal what might be a blind barrier in your life and you just take a moment to pray for them. I would tell you more often than not, that frustration that you want to say, don't even say it at all, because in that moment of prayer, the Holy Spirit would correct you and give you a bigger perspective. And you'd be living a life, really, of the right authority that God has for you. That's what Paul writes in First Timothy chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. All people, my husband or your husband or your wife might not be that honorable right now, honor them anyway. Begin to show them the sacrificial love that God has showed all of us. This is for all people, for kings and for those who are in high positions that we may lead peaceful and quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, Paul writes, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. Do you see what he's connecting here? That the way that we honor and pray for people instead of criticize and tear people down might actually lead to salvation, to something that a momentary frustration or, or, or something that angers you, if you would learn how to pray for that person, that might open a door of salvation. And like, this is how critical this is, is that people potentially finding Jesus, eternity, heaven with God, might be hanging in the balance on the way that we pray for people instead of persecute or criticize people. In our honor code, we're going to choose to build up, not tear down. It is easy to tear down. Uh, but we're going to choose to do the hard thing to build up. If I tried to, to, to lift Zell up here, even though I'm significantly stronger than him, uh, not true. Zero percent true from this place. I'm positioned, uh, even on this platform, it's a lot easier to pull down than it is to build up, to pull up. God has given you a platform of representation of Jesus Christ. It is the greatest calling of your life. Whether you are an accountant, a doctor, an incredible dad, or mom, a student, God has given you a platform for kingdom promotion. And anytime you're trying to pull people down, you're lessening the place of your high calling that God has called you to. First Corinthians chapter eight says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Listen, you might know better than that person, but before you let people know what you know about them or know better than them, why don't you know, let them know that you love them and that you pray for them because criticism limits your influence, but honor opens doors of destiny. Ephesians four verse one says, live a life worthy of the calling you have received. One translation says, cause you have been called by God. And any time you get critical or attacking, you are limiting your higher calling. Don't be a bottom feeder. Don't ride every gossip train at work. Just because social media gives you an opportunity to say something doesn't mean you have to take it. Do you know how many times I've had a hot take on a message, on a response, on a, uh, on a comment And the Holy Spirit has just lovingly elbowed me in the ribs to let me know y'all need to delete that thing real quick because it's not going to build up. And I might know better, but if I don't live my life in love, I'm, I'm living low. And God has called every single one of us to live up to this high place of our high calling. Some people walk into church and they see two things wrong or two people that they might not get along with and miss all the good things that God is doing and what God is up to in the life of the church, same in your work, you can come and highlight the four things going wrong and not be thankful for what is going right. And we don't want to do life with people. I'm talking about you being in relationship with them, but they should not be close to you, that are always pointing out what's wrong and never celebrating what is right. Because dishonor honestly, it's like a leprosy. It is contagious on your life. And so you want to make sure that your heart, is healthy and protected in that place because those that we associate with, we become like. And if we can't celebrate a few good things, then we should never have a critique in the first place. Paul writes to the church in 2 Corinthians 10. He's talking about the apostles' leadership. It says, the authority the Lord gave us for building you up rather than tearing you down. Again, the authority on your life is for building people up. Let it be said about this church, about this home, about this house, about your life, about us, that we are always the people that look to build up and we're looking to the people that are going to lift people up out of their problems and their pain, not highlight their issues, their, 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 inferiorities or their dilemmas. And it's easy to say amen to that on a Sunday. It's difficult when you walk in the doors of your workplace or your school on Monday, But I'm believing that God would begin to show us these blind barriers that might have been holding us back. I believe that God's going to show us the unseen potential of how he wants to promote his kingdom through our lives. When we start honoring the people around us, one of the things we're going to choose to do is give people grace, not judgment. Can I remind you that your God who had every right to hold offense against you decided you were worthy of grace, not judgment. We as believers should be the most grace-filled people, least judgmental people on the planet. But because sometimes we've allowed more knowledge of what's right and wrong to puff us up and not the application of grace in the lives of others, we're living lower than the level that God has called us to. We are people of grace, not people of judgment. In Genesis 9, it's kind of a weird story. I mean, there's a lot of weird stories in the Old Testament. You know I'm talking about? I got to read that book, the Old Testament with a lens of grace sometimes and prayerfully because what happens in there sometimes is just weird, but life is weird. So it helps me with that. You know, we know the story of Noah, the, the rescuer, the redeemer of humanity when everything had gone wrong. He got him and his household together and, and they built something that went above the storm so that the plan of God could go on. In the same way, as the water of criticism and critique has been rising in this nation of divisiveness and attack and uh, the, 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 just hatred towards different groups and animosity in this world. Can we just be the people that get in the family, get closer together and just come up a little bit on the waters? Now, after they get out of the boat, something crazy happens. Uh, Noah, who'd been, been raining for 40 days, flooding the earth. And then about 150 days, they were just cruising on the water. And there he is with just his whole family and all the animals. And the first thing we see or hear about when he gets off the boat is that he has one too many glasses of wine. And honestly, if you've been cooped up with your family for 190 days in quarantine. Can we blame the guy, honestly? And he, he, he's uncovered and in his tent. And his son, his son's name is Ham who might've had some frustration with his father because the first name that he was given was ham. He walks in and he sees his dad in this kind of disgraceful moment and runs and tells everyone about it. But the older, the other two brothers come in and they, they cover their father. They they realize not what he was doing was right, but they just realize, Hey, this isn't for us to go blast to everybody else. It's do our best. This is someone that we love. This is someone in authority. This is someone that we we care about. This is the guy that heard from from heaven and saved humanity. Let's go ahead and cover him for a moment. And it's amazing. There was already a blessing. It says and on the on the sons of Noah, but Ham actually ended up getting a curse. It wasn't just a curse on him. It was a curse on his lineage as well, on his legacy, on those coming after him. His two sons received a blessing, but. But Ham and his son Canaan, they they were cursed. Honor impacts your children, your legacy. And yet, if you do it right, it will be a pathway of promotion. Do you think that kids just magically become racist or bigoted? Or just grow up to hate different groups of people? No, they they see it modeled. The divisiveness and attack in our nation has probably lingered on the surface for so long. And now there's a generation after generation it's beginning to compound in the wrong direction. And yet God has a church in the middle of it all that can bring course correction. What's been a blind barrier for so many will actually become a place of unseen potential. As we get this thing right, it will lead us to greater places. First Peter chapter five, this is written to the church elders. It says, you don't lord over others that are entrusted to you but be examples to them. And when the chief shepherd, I mean, Jesus appears, you'll receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud the know-it-all, the opinionated that always has to let everyone else know what's right and what's wrong. But he shows favor to the humble. The opposition of heaven is against those who have it all figured out. But though they realize, those that realize they were sinners in need of a savior and who are we apart from the grace of God, those that would live a life of humility, God wants to show favor to. So humble yourselves. It's not someone else to humble you. You surely don't want God to humble you. You want to choose yourself. God, I want your humility on my life. Therefore, under God's might, when you live with humility, you're placing yourself under the hand of God, under the promotion and the protection of heaven, that he may lift you up in due time. I remember the first time I took my son Graham fishing. My parents live on a little pond, And you kind of, the deck is right there and then the, the, the shore and then the, the little pond that's there. And I remember taking them and I had it all lined up and set up. He had a Spider-Man, fishing pole. The first throw he took that literally just launched the pole into the water. (laughs) Classic. Every dad in here knows what that's like. So I had to fish that thing out and then I set him up again. And the next throw got all, you know, intertwined and tangled up. And I just kept cutting the line, putting a new one on. Kept cutting the line, putting a new one on. But before I knew it, there was just like fishing line everywhere. And some of it was getting wrapped around his feet. And he was up on the deck with me. And he was like covered in fishing line. It was kind of funny. And it was just barely limiting him as he walked. And he was fine. Except that he started to walk towards the steps. And I could just see in a moment the thing that he doesn't see that's around him. That invisible to him line that's entangled around his feet. It might not hurt him right now, but when he tries to change levels, it could be really detrimental. He could fall in that place. In the same way, there's been some barriers you might be blinded to. You might have got yourself just in your family of origin or just conversations in your workplace or even at church. You start getting tangled up in some unseen things, some spiritual things at at work, whether it's been disunity or, or dishonor. And before you know it, you might not see it, but it's around you. And if you're trying to change levels, maybe you're trying to go up a level, it could stop you from that pathway of promotion that God desires for you. You've been twisted up in dishonor. The good news is just like I ran to my son's rescue, God will run to yours. And he wants to help undo those things that might be limiting you, your family, your leadership, and your high calling. It says in Psalm 68, God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners in singing, but the rebellious will live in a sun-scorched land. In other words, those that rebel against God's way of doing things, like no matter where they go, it won't rain. There won't be harvest. There won't be the breakthrough. There won't be the momentum. There won't be the future. There won't be the fulfillment. But the good news is, all of us at one time or another were rebels against God, but by His grace, He's brought us in. In the same way, there might be some areas of your heart right now, even as a believer, that have been turned away from doing things the kingdom way, and God wants to remove that barrier from you. He wants to open your eyes. I believe this week, you're even going to start seeing it. We're not all going to change overnight, but God's going to begin to reveal us by the Holy Spirit, conversations or, 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 or accusations that come out of our mouth that are limiting Him from leading us into the places and the prosperity and the blessing and the fulfillment that He desires for us. Listen, you don't have to live in the desert any longer. Maybe the family you grew up in always was tearing everyone else down, maybe even tore you down. Whether you like it or not, some of that attaches itself to you over time. The reality is, though, you've been brought into a new family. And in this family, in this family of faith, in this house, and in this church, we're going to start praying, not criticizing. We're gonna start covering, not, not tearing people down. we start building people up and we're gonna start seeing God's unseen potential and promotion take our life further and farther than we can get in our own ability. It says in 2 Timothy 2, I'm almost done. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy. In other words, God can use it God wants to do something with your life. Useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. There are great God things in store for you in your very near future. It says there, you gotta be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with your God. You need to, clean anything that's been dishonorable, let's repent of it today. We're not gonna live that way anymore so that God then can lead us to the places of promotion that he has always desired for you. I'm believing blind and barriers are removed and unseen potential is unlocked and released in your life. That just like the centurion, miracles will flow in this house. Miracles will flow in your home. That the divine things will begin to become a reality in our lives as a church and in your life as a believer. On the plaza up north, can you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. I encourage everyone to lean in and stay here all the way to the end. As in just a few moments, we're gonna give people an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. But before we do that, I just want to pray that God would seal this message in your heart. And if you need to get real with God, if you need to humble yourself in this moment and just admit, that maybe some of the things I spoke on today, whether you didn't know it or not, have become a blind barrier in your life. I'm believing for God, not just to show you where you've been missing it, but show you by His grace, how you can start getting it right from this day forward. Can I pray for you? Father God, I thank you for every single person in our family, in our church, even every single guest, even everyone else online, that you are investigating our hearts right here, right now, and revealing anything in there that is impure, that is out of alignment, and maybe even dishonorable. Lord, forgive us of where we've lived according to the culture and the norm of this world. We don't want the world's results, we want kingdom results. So we thank you, we're gonna carry that kingdom principle of honor from this day forward. We speak the best about others, we build other people up, we cover, we don't criticize, we pray, we don't tear down. Lord, I thank you from this moment on, that the culture of this church, the culture of our lives and of our families, we will be people builders and speak life, encouragement and hope over humanity. And in doing that, we're going to see a revival. We're going to see that unseen potential and power show up in our lives and move us forward into our calling in Jesus mighty name. If you received anything from that, can we just celebrate for a moment?